0: All right. So up to the Avim and Alef by the two dots. So the last thing we did was we had a story with Rav Anon. That Rav Anon, someone wanted to give him a gift, right. and he accepted the gift, and then he sent the message to Rav Nachman that I can't judge this case because I'm possible. Rav Nachman thought it was because this person was a relative of Rav Anon, and therefore if Na- there was Rav Nachman. The Rav Nachman therefore canceled, uh, canceled the court case that he was dealing with yesoimim in order to take care of a relative of a tamal chacham, which is obviously a mistake. Now, it was, it was a mistake due to the fact that Rav Anon didn't communicate, I'm disqualified because of the gift, not because of a relative, but that, that's the story. The Gemara now continues the narration. This is Kuv Vav Amal, four lines into the page. Rav Anon had a chavrusa shaft with Elio Anavi. And Elio would not come and teach him have a masterly Elio he would teach him, Tanadab Elio. Elio Navi would come and teach him that. Now, because of this story, and Ravanon at somewhat was held responsible for Yisoyimim being um, being not treated nice, even though it wasn't his fault, but he could have clarified, because of that, Elio Navi stopped coming to him. So the Gemara says, David Hachi Elio Navi stopped coming to him. So, Yosip B'tan isa, so Ravanon sat in Tainis. Ubeirah. He Da and Eleovi came. Now, so is back to coming to learn with him. However, things are not the same. Now when Eleovi came, he was frightened. he couldn't he couldn't handle the interaction. So even though is coming, he he's frightened by the interaction. So Vavid Tevusa, came. he made a box that he would sit in the box separating him and Eleovi. He couldn't learn with Elionovi face to face anymore. So he would sit in the box. And the Gemara says, uh, until they finished Tan de Belio, and then he stopped coming. That's, by the way, that's why the Gemara says, that's why Tan de Belio is split into two parts. It's Elia and Elyazuta. Zuta. means the larger Elio and the smaller Elio. The larger Elio is what Ravanon was taught before the box. Elia Zuta, he was taught when he was in the box. Okay, that's the history of that. The Gemara continues. Beshanet de Rav Yosef. It's an interesting story. There's a lot of interesting stories over here. You have to figure out the Ashkafic element and the Halachic element to some of these stories. Beshanet de Rav Yosef in the years of Rav Yosef. I get you ready the <laughs> Exactly. Havaritra, There was. There was. Which very? The whole idea was, after you went through very hard so Then you have a little bit of uh, pleasantness. Yeah. B'sharider, yeah, I know it's a different, it's a type of, it's a different type of, uh, different type of relaxing. He said, B'sharider of Yosef, the years of Yosef have a ritzchah. There was divine anger from Hashem, and there was a famine. armel le Rabbanu Yosef, so Rabbanu said to Rabbanu Yosef, "L'boi my you should daven to Hashem for there to be rain." armel luhu, so Rabbanu Yosef refused. Now you have to. All the mepharshim are trying to figure out why is he refusing. This is what he said: Hashdu ma Elisha. Think about during the times of Elisha, to chiyave mifter Rabbanu Kamei when. Elisha had so many students that when he would stop giving shir, when he would send everyone home, he still had 2,200 students left. I mean, those were the ones who left who didn't go home. That's how many students he had. If That's like, you know, like who's left over in the yeshiva. 2,200 students. That means that, think about how much he had during, you know, Seder. And still, so he had so many students relying on him and still, Elisha did not daven, during the time for, for Hashem to bring rain, I know I'm going to. Now, all the Mepharshim, the Hafla, the Pnei Yeshua, everyone tries to figure out what, what do you mean? We have Mesechta Zatainis, is filled with stories of Rabbonim davening. And so, why is Him and Elisha not davening? So, some Mepharshim answer this was Dafka B'shas Ritcha. He noticed that this was during a time of Hashem's divine anger, and it was not a time to daven, it was a time to sort of avoid. That's what he felt. But again, it's a shaila in the mafarshim of why he didn't daven. But he said, if Elisha's not davening and he had 2,200 students left over, I'm not going to daven. Now the Gemara says, how do we know that Elisha had, after Azmanim, how do we know that he had 2,200 students left? So the Gemara says, because the Pasuk says like this The, the, the story goes, this is that there was a person who donated bread, this is during a famine, 20 loaves of barley bread and kernels. And Elisha said, Elisha Alicia said, Elisha's Gabai said, what am I supposed to do with 20 pieces of bread, 20 loaves of bread for 100 people? How am I supposed to do it for 100 people? That's 20 into 100. What am I going to do? It's not enough. Now, it means there's 20 loaves of bread and there's 100 students. The problem is 20 in 100, that means that every person's getting a fifth of a loaf. During a famine, that's not terrible. It's not terrible. So the Gemara says, If it literally means 20 loaves of bread for 100 people, during a famine, that's not bad. So it must be that it's not 20 to 100, rather, it means if I take the 20 pieces, each piece of bread, each loaf is for 100 men. Meaning, 20 times uh, 100 is 2,000. Uh, 22 portions, I'm sorry, 22 portions for 100 is 2,200. 2, so that was that was the math. So he said, I'm not going to give a loaf of bread for 100 people. It wasn't meaning 22 loaves for 100. It means each loaf is for 100. So you have 22 loaves and you have 100 people for each loaf. That means there's 2,200 students left. Okay. Now they're going to st- talk about different rabbinu, about big shiurim. miftir Okay when the rabbon left the yeshiva of Rab rabbin asmanim have a pisha alpha mesan rabbon he had a 1200 students uh remaining mebe ravuna when ravuna's yeshiva when ben asmanim have a pisha tamne me rabbon there were 800 students that remained behind ravuna have a three darash betisar amour ravuna would with darshan with 13 spokesmen. the way they would do it is he didn't have the voice for it so he would whisper and 13 rabbon would go out and say the sheur that's how big the sheur was and when Rav Huna was done the Sheer and all the Rav would get up from sitting on the floor they would brush off their coats to remove the dust a cloud of dust would rise and it would obscure the light of day and in Eretz Yisrael they would say oh it must be the, the yeshiva of Rav got up they would see the dust in, in Eretz Yisrael from Bavel. now all the Mepharshim ask, it's not possible so some say it was a miracle or some say, what it means is that in Eretz Yisrael, if there was ever a dusty day, they would say, oh, it's like when the Rav Huna's, uh, Rav Huna's yeshiva must have stopped. Meaning it was sort of like a euphemism, but it shows you that's how many students he had. Just one more story, and then back to a little bit more regular Gemara. <speaking in Hebrew> when the Rav and Rav Yosef's yeshiva ended, 400 students would remain, they would call themselves the orphans of the yeshiva. And and when the rabbonan would leave abaya yeshiva, amilah mebe pop some say from a yeshiva, amilah vashi, some say vashi yeshiva. Have a peshin mos and he would have two hundred students sitting back and stay back in the yeshiva. But I'm sure they would call themselves the orphans of orphans. Okay, because um, I guess they looked around the yeshiva, felt so empty, it was like orphans of the yeshiva. Okay, now here's where the gemara is going to be taken here until the end of the, uh, basically the end of the daf as we said yesterday that the rabonim of Yushalayim were paid their salary came from the mahatsa shekel now what this means from the remaining mahatsa shekel what this means is they would people would donate a half a shekel every year it would be put if you remember misakhashkam they would put it into 3 large baskets, they would take the baskets out in Rosh Dish Nisan, they would use the money to buy carbonos, and then whatever was left in the baskets after the requisite carbonos were bought was used for upkeep and was used for other things. So we said yesterday one of the things that it was used for was to pay the Rabbonim of Yerushalayim, the Dayanim. Now the Gemara is going to list other things that were used from the excess funds of the Machatz HaShaka. Now, the one thing to remember, and this is going to be important, another uh, Source of revenue was the bedik which is stam. The machzah shekel is the half a shekel you paid every Nissan. Let's say stam. You're like, I want to donate hundred dollars to the Beit It would go into a large fund called the bedik fund. That was only used for the actual building and structure of the building. That was not used for Carbonos. That was not. That was for if they needed to repair a wall of the base They needed to repair, you know, uh, an ark. An arch. I'm sorry. Like that's what the bedek was used for. It was more for the actual building itself. Okay. The Gemara says Amrav Yitzchak Baradifa Amrav Ami Mivakreim Mumin Shibushalayim. There were abonim whose jobs it was to check animals to make sure they were fit for a carbon. Right. You had to have people on staff. Think about it. They bring carbonists every single day. They bring a lot of them. They had to have people on staff who were experts in checking for blemishes, who paid their salary that came from the Machatzah Shekel fund yeah. That was from the excess machzah shekel in the, in the shekel uh, treasury area. Similarly, they would have on staff at the Beis HaMikdash, they would have Rabonim, whose job, it was to teach kehanim the halachas. Because think about it, you're constantly getting new kehanim. They got to know all the halachas, uh well. So, so he they would have rabbonim on staff purely to pay to to teach rabbonim kehanim uh, the halachas of shechita and the halachas of Karbanis, and they were paid from the machzah shekel fund, okay. Similarly, I'm Rav Gidon Marav. They were kahanim on salary just to teach kmitza. Again, the kmitza is they would take the handful of the mincha, and there was a way to do it, and you had to do it, and you had to know if you didn't do it properly. You had all these rabbonim, they were on salary from the Machzeh Shekel. i Chan, Rav the in Yerushalayim who would. Uh, fix sifritara they would also take money because again they were, it was a communal need you can't have sifritara that are possible you can't have a keeper in your house that's possible and they would jo- their job was their job was um, their job was to uh, uh, to 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 fix sifritara and they were on salary and they were paid by the hashaka. Uh, the Gemara continues the women who weave the curtains of the base they're also paid from the half shekel fund. Now that's interesting because I said before the machzah shekel was used for communal needs. The bedek habayis funds was used for the structure itself. Now here's the Shaila to ask. You. I'll speak this outside. We'll just see it inside. What would you say about the peroiches? Is the curtains is the curtain part of the structure? Or is the curtain more communal? So the curtain was in the Besamikdash, but it wasn't really structurally. It was more just, it was tzniyis. So the Gemara is going to have a contradiction. Some b'races indicate that the proiches and the women who needle worked for the proiches were paid from the machz shekel, And some b'races imply b'anakabayis. And the answer is very simple. If you remember, we had a video, we, we did a video showing once of the second Besamikdash. Like the, you know, there were... A lot of the process was just for tznius and it was done more it was more communal just that the basically would look nice it wasn't structural but if in the second base the, the 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 kodesh HaKadoshim was separated from the Hegel, it was so tall it was like 40 amas they couldn't have a wall because the wall would crumble so they had a large curtain that curtain was a wall so the answer is whether the is paid for by the machz shekel or the bedek ha just depends on which parochis. If the parochis is a wall in the Beis HaMikdash, if it was actually functioning as a wall, then it was from the bedek ha fund. If it was functioning purely as Snias, just hanging as adornment, then it was from the machz ha So the Gemara says, he said that it comes from the machz of shekel He says, I say, I say that the parochis and the women who did the needlework got the money from the bedek habayis because the curtains were actually part of the structure, so who's correct? So the answer is, so. The, okay, fine, so you have a machleikah, so Mesa, you have a kasha, the b'raise says, the women who weave the curtains, and we know the lechem were very uniquely shaped. There was a certain family that were known how to do it and they would teach them how to do it. Their salary also came from the machzah shekel. And the beis was a family they knew how to make the katoris. They knew exactly how to how to the mixtures and all that stuff of the spices. All these three people kulon haynaizchar mitrum salishka they would be paid from machzah shekel. So Rabbi Nachman says that the curtains are paid from bedikabayis. This bryce says machzah shekel. So how do you reconcile? So the answer is very simple. It depends which curtains. Hassam bidabavi. Over there, it's talking about in the Braisa where it says that's where the curtains are in the entrance. They're just meant for Tzniyas. They're not actually structurally part of the building. There were 13 curtains in the second base. Seven were doors, were used as doors for the courtyard. Echel ulam One was as the entrance. To the heichel was the wall of the heichel, so to speak. Echel ulam. One was used as the as the entrance to the ulam. Two were the inner by the kedusha and two were on the upper floor of the kedusha gedolah. So the point is, it just so they answer the question of which curtains. It just depends on what the function of the curtains is. If the if the curtains were actually being used as a wall, then it was by the kabbayis funds. If they were used just for tzniyes, and it was the Ma'achatz Okay. Tan We'll finish up this. Amid. The Brahisa teaches. The women who raised their children for the service of the Parah Adumah. They were paid from the Ma'achatz HaShakal. What this is referring to is like this. It's a whole sugya. in. The Parah Aduma waters were allowed to be done by people who were T'fulyayim, which means they became Tameh, then they went to the mikveh. the kosher, for the, tchum, uh, the Paraduma, and not just that the kasha the Tzadukim disagreed with that, but in order for Chazal to show that we're right, and now the they would dafka right. do it, they would dafka metame the koyin, who is going to handle the Paraduma, and, and dip in the mikveh Now the problem is, because of that leniency, and they did it on purpose to show that Tzadukim were wrong, people were becoming lax in the laws of Paraduma. They were like, ah, it's not such a big deal, because if you could have a Tzadukim do it, then it's not such a big deal. So in order to like sort of... Uh, um, you know, overcompensate for that Chazal had it that the children mm-hmm. the people that were involved in the Parah never became Tamimais ever in their life so how do you ensure that someone never becomes Tamimais they have to be raised and live in the area of the Bais that never has a dead body so there were kids that were always raised there there were kids that were raised in the, para, in, in the Beis HaMikdash. So the mother, every day, would go take care of them, bring them food, and they were sort of like part of the Beis HaMikdash, you know, lore. Now, who pays for that? Who pays to support the kid and to support the mom as they're living there? That was from the Ma'achatzah Shekel fund. But the Gemara disagrees. Abishol disagrees. He says no. There were wealthy women of Yisraelim that would take care of it. It was not taken care of communally. It was taken care of. Some gavirim would uh, they would take care of the 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 kids and the mothers who lived in the base Okay. Now the Gemara continues to finish up this Amid. Boy, on the next page. Here's the shaila Structure we just started omit base of Kuvav Ahmed Alf. I said before that Bedekabayas was used for the structure. Matza Sheka was used for carbonos. The question is, what about if you had to buy a new saucepan? A new pan to cook the mincha in, whatever they had. Kalim, a new kalim. Not, I'm talking. I'm not talking about mizbeach. That was obviously structurally. I'm talking about spoons. You know those sort of things. What are those? Are those? needed for the Mizbeach, so therefore they're considered part of the structure and they were purchased with Bedeq funds, or you say, no, they're needed for carbonos and carbonos are bought from Machzah Shekel. So carbonos are Machzah Shekel, structural and large kalim of the Beis Amikdash were bought from the Bedeq funds. The question is, what about Klisharis, the spoons and the pans and the pots, what were they purchased from? Were they purchased from Bede Kabayas or were they purchased from Machas Shekel Fund? So that's what we're going to be dealing with till the end of this Amid, just different, different opinions about this. The Gemara says, Amr so Rab says, in Nasen Shumas it was bought from the Machas Shekel Fund, meaning they would take out the three baskets with the Aleph-based Gimel of half shekels, they would use the original amount for karbonos, and what was ever left in the baskets, they would use for klisharis. How do we know that? <laughs> how does he know that? So I have a kasha. Now, before we get to how he knows this, there's a kasha. The pasuk says, the pasuk is describing that the Beis HaMikdash got damaged by um, the mother of King Ach- uh, Achazio. And it was King Yoyosh, Melech Yoyosh was renovating the Beis HaMikdash. And it says over there in that pasuk, When they finished restoring the Beis HaMikdash, they brought before the king, remaining money, Eshar HaKesef, the Kalim Hashem Klisharis. They brought Bedec Abayas money and they made with that money Klisharis. Oh. So you see that Klisharis is not purchased from Machaz Zahkel fund, it's purchased from Bedeck fund. The posit clearly indicates that. So that's the Kasha. So the Gemara says, Amr leh, So Rav defended his opinion that it comes from Machis Hashekel. I, the pasuk indicates not like that. He says, The one who taught you the psukim, "Lo yakray He didn't know how to. He didn't know I Meaning, whoever taught you this didn't know how to how to learn Navi. The, the pasuk says the opposite. The pasuk then says, "Ach loyey osa beis sifus ki lo The pasuk says they should not be using this money for the kalim. So you brought me a postak that says that they would, but then the other pasture says that they wouldn't. So it's not a it's not a at all. Now, so you see it's a contradiction. So was the Kalim bought from Bedekabayas, or is it not brought from Bedekabayas is brought from Akzasheka? So the Gemara says, we have a contradiction. So the answer is meaning um, if they collected money for the bedekah b'ayis, if there was enough money for the bedekah to restore the structure and have extra funds, they would use the extra funds for kalim. If there wasn't enough money to, have, to take care of the structure and klisharis, then the klisharis was bought from machza shekel. So it depends. So the answer is, it just depends on whether there was enough. If there was extra money in the Beis meaning they needed to restore the of Hamikdash, they needed hundred thousand dollars, and they raised a hundred and ten thousand. So the ten thousand dollars was used for klisharis. If they raised a hundred thousand, then it was used for the klisharis, and where did it come from? It came from the Machzor Shekel. meaning standard operation. It came from the Machzor Shekel. The only time it came from the Beis Ha-Bayis is if they raised extra funds for restoring the Beis Hamikdash, and there was extra. Okay, they use it for the Beis. Bedek- they use it for the cable So the Gemara said, "Quick Kasha, So You tell me like this. You raise money for the bedikah bais, which is meant to be used for structure, and really the kalem are supposed to be bought from the machzah shekel fund. But they bought, they they raised too much money, right? So they 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 needed to restore the base to a hundred thousand dollars. They raised one hundred and ten thousand dollars. The extra ten thousand dollars they're going to use for kelim. Let me ask you a question: You're only allowed to use money if it's raised what for? What it's raised for? It was raised for the structure. You can tell me there's extra, but who cares? It should be you can't if. If you're telling me generally, the Bede Gabbayi's funds is not meant to be for Kalem. Kalem is supposed to come for the Mazda Shekel. So why did they bring it that time? Because they brought it, they, they raised too much money. And you should ask yourself, who cares? If I if I raise money for, for Operation A, I can't use it for anything else. So if it was meant for the Beis Hamidosh itself, that it shouldn't be allowed to be used, even if it was excess funds. So the Gemara says, "I'm There's a concept called which means that Bezdin has the right to make a t'nai for you. The Bezdin means that um, that when you when you're raising the money, right, you should have stipulated. You should have said, "Listen, if there's enough money, if there's extra money, I'm going to use it for Kalim, and if not, I'll use it for the Beis amikdash you should have made that stipulation. Bezdin does it for you. okay? So therefore, Bezdin made the stipulation that if there's any excess funds, the excess funds will be used for the kalim of the Beis English. Now, by the way, this concept, besdin HaSaleim, it comes up all the time. This is the source that you're allowed to, like uh, even the Meshavar says, you shouldn't be allowed to lean your shoulders on the, on the bima upstairs. Because it's used for a sefetara and leaning your shoulders and leaning, leaving a sitter on it is inappropriate. So what's the Hattus? The Mishaburah says, the is Le'ev Bezdin Masalem. When you build a bima, it's Ki'ilu Bezdin says, I want it to not have that level of holiness that will restrict me from normal usage. I'm, I'm allowed to use it. Now, it doesn't mean you're allowed to use it for something mundane, but for something that's considered normal usage, it's called lev Bezdin Masalem. Bezdin makes the tonight for you. That's the, the concept. And it was coming from the Beis HaMikdash's time period. That push, push, push. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. People to put their own and Rav Chaim Kanevsky applied it to. Uh, Rav Chaim applied it to uh, tefillin bags, yeah. right? That you're allowed to put a, a mirror. People put like coins. So where, where does that come yeah. from? So he says. Okay. So fine. So the Gemara continues now. So we've had a discussion of where to get the clicharis from. So. Unless you've got a shul that says no. Well, yeah, okay. that's Sharatara had a rule. No, they, 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 they listen, they, they, don't, they have their own rules. You're allowed to have your own rules. But So we've had a discussion of where the kalim of the Klisharis, where it was purchased from. You know, the other thing I haven't seen since I left Washington Heights, I mean, every shul, not even the efforts. For laning. Yeah. There was a separate cover that was put on top of the regular cover. I've never seen Bergman uh, Bergam Shul has the opposite. They have one normally. They take it off. I think that's just because they, the Sefer Torah was moving. They a Interesting. They took whatever was there. Well, listen, it's a way to avoid the problem, also. That's another way to avoid the problem. So, from here until the end of the DAF, we're going to be dealing with this concept of where did the Kalim Sharis purchase from? So, we're saying right now they're purchased from the Machs Hashakel Fund. That's what Rob said. Tanadebe Ravi Shemal. Kleesharis, born in he said the same thing that um, the clicharis were bought from the the, the, the extra Funds of the makhzah shekel, the remaining makhzah shekel. How do I know this? The shenemar eshar hakesef? The Pasik says the remaining money was bought for the kalim. What does it mean, remaining money? What type of money is ever remaining? The only time in the Beis there was remaining money was you had those baskets. You had the baskets. Because think about it. What's the remaining money? The, the $10, it's not remaining. That's, that's the money you're using. It means that there were baskets that they would use initially for karbonus, and whatever was remaining in the baskets was purchased, was used for the, uh, the klisharis. Eshara Kesa. Kesha what money in the base was considered remnant money? misalishka. That was the coins in the baskets after the carbonos were purchased. So the Gamara says How do you know it's the coins in the baskets? Maybe it's the coins from last year. Right? There's different machzah shekel. There's machzah shekel of this year when you've already purchased all the carbonus you need in the baskets. And then there's last year's machzah shekel. So how do you know that the money was, that you bought the klishar of this year's that was excess? Maybe it's last year's that was excess. The answer is kedama rava ha'oy lo'oy ha'kesef. Kesef rishon. The puzzle says hey, kesef, ha'kesef, kesef Means the money, this year's money, as opposed to last year's money. So we're saying right now that machzah shekel was used to purchase the kalim. I have a Kasha The braces says like this. Haktoris, the Khal karbonos seber the Kateris and all karbonos, Communal karbonos, Ba Alishka were bought from Machza Shekel. So far, so good. Mizbeach so Azov, so Ulavoina, the Golden Mizbeach, the Frankincense, u'klisharis, Sharis, and the Kalim Bon mimoyser Nisakim was bought from the excess Nisachim. Stop. Not from, Chubis, not from, Shekel, from what's called excess um, uh, nisachim. Now what this is, it's a machloikas in Menachas, what this was, either it was every time you donated, um, you donated, I'll go with the first opinion, whenever you donated flour to the Beis HaMikdash, like for a karbon, let's say you needed a cup of flour, you would always donate a cup that was heaping. So every cup of flour that you donated, there was always like 30% extra. What would you do with that 30% extra? You don't take that home with you. The Beis HaMikdash would take it and sell it. And they would have funds. It was called the Nesachim funds. That money was what they used to buy the caleb. Stop. This is not like Rav. Rav said that the Keilim was purchased from the machzah Shekha. We're saying, no, it was purchased from the Nesachim fund. So that's not like Rav. Let's finish the Breisa. Mizbech HaOyla the the, the the outer mizbeach halushach the temple chambers and the courtyards bon the upkeep of all those structures was done from bedekabayis chutz azara, the sites of Yishlaim outside the walls of the Beis Hamikdash meaning outside the courtyard the Temple Mount area bon halishkes that was from last year's machzah shekel what do you see from here you see that the klisharis was not purchased. From the Machtsa Shekel funds, it was purchased from the Nesachim funds, so it's not like Rav's. The answer is, and before we get to the answer, we'll finish the Brysa. so you see that's a Kasha, not like Rav. The answer is Tanohi, it's a Machoikis meaning this brisa does not follow Rav. This brysa, as we're going to see, follows another opinion. Rav had his own tanoim, right? He had Yishmael. Right? He, he had his opinion, he had his tanoim who said that it comes from the machzah shekel fund. This brysa is not like Rav. And we're going to see, it's really a machlaikist tanoim. Ditna, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says like this, truma, the excess of the machza shekel, truma is the 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 money left over in the baskets after the half shekel was taken for the karbanis. What would you do with it? They would sell it and take buy golden sheets to cover the kodesh hakadoshim. Kodesh hakadoshim sometimes needed repairs, and if they needed the gold to be repaired, they would take the excess half shekels and and uh, and and use it to repair the kodesh hakadoshim. Now, um, yeah, fine. The Gemara continues. This is in the chamber after they took out the three baskets. Whatever was left in the chamber they would use to buy the gold for the Kiddush Akdashim. Rabbi Shmuel disagrees. He says, no. Moeser Peris, the excess of Peris, L'Kayitz samizbech That was brought for Kayitz samizbech. Two, two terminology we should know. First, of all, samizbech was that we never wanted the beis HaMikdash to have downtime. So whenever there was downtime in the beis HaMikdash, they would just throw an oil there. Throw an oil on top. Where do you get the money? That's called Kayitz samizbech. Always to have excess animals ready. If there's ever downtime, we want to be somebody that should constantly be moving. Where do they get the money to buy those carbonos? So it wasn't Machzah Shekel because that's not a communal carbon. That's just to make sure the Mizbek keeps moving. So that was bought from what's called meiser Paris, according to Arvishman. You know what that is? <laughs> um, we'll see in a minute. Meiser Paris is they would take the half shekels from last year and they would flip it what would they do? They would go to the market, they would say, listen, let's get your cheap fruit, buy some cheap fruit, and then they would sell the cheap fruit at a higher price, they would flip it. That money that they used, after they flipped it, they would use to buy excess carbonos and Meiser truma, basically they would put it in the stock market, buy low, sell high. And then Meiser truma, the excess of the machzah shekel of this year, whatever's left after the basket, the klishar is, was used for the klishar boom. By the way, that's Rob's opinion keep going, a third opinion, Rav Akiva Oimer, he said, no, the excess, half shekels at the end of the baskets, that was used for the uh, extra karbonos, and he says, no, the extra nesachim, which is what I said, the heaping of the nesachim, that was used to buy klishares, okay, and a fourth opinion, Rav Chanin is Kanaki he says, The excess of the Nesachim was used to have carbonos all the time. The excess of the withdrawal half shekel was used for clichares. And both Rav Akiva and Chanin is Kanaki Hanem did not believe in the Paris. The Paris is what I told you, is they would flip it. He didn't believe in that. We'll see why in a moment. Paris, what is Paris? What is this referring to? The, the excess half shekels that were not used for anything. Maya Isma, what would they do with it? They would buy produce at a cheap price. They would buy low, sell high, and they would use it like as like a business. And what would they do with the excess funds? They would always buy carbonus to make sure that there was always carbonus in the base of Now, that was the opinion of that Brysa. were against this. This is actually very interesting. We'll do this and then we'll stop. It's actually very interesting. The Gemara says, "Why would Rav Akiva and Ochunis against flipping it?" So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. "Ditnan Moishe yari Lishka." My Oisimba loychem behind to Shmarim Basaltas for Rabbi, Shema. Rabbi Shal says the same thing. They would take the money, buy oil, wine, and, and flour at a low price, sell it at a high price for the Beis Hamikdash, and the excess money would go to the Beis Hamikdash. Rav Akiva Oimer ain't mistaken. B'shal Hegdish afterly B'shal Rav Akiva says, we don't invest hegdish money, and we don't invest Tzedakah money. Why is that? Bishel hegdish my time, my why is Rav Akiva against doing this business for the Beis Tzedakah? You want to know why? I play with the stock market. I'm sure everyone here plays the <clears throat> stock market a little bit. You do that when you don't have a lot of money. If you're super, super wealthy, you're playing games with a dollar, you're selling an apple for a dollar, you're buying it for two dollars, come on. It's 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 embarrassing the, the fact that you could have someone in the market saying hey I'm buying apples cheap and I'm going to flip it for a thirty percent profit for the Beis Hamikdash it's like that's the Beis Hamikdash clearly not doing well it's it, it's a bizarion for the Beis Hamikdash to to be able to to like to to invest such small amounts it's a bizarion for the Beis Hamikdash why is Rav Kiva against doing it for tzedakah as well in my time It's actually interesting because this is someone asked me how whether a tzedakah organization is allowed to take money and invest it. There's a side issue, which is you potentially might lose it. Maybe this is talking about where there's a sure deal, right? There's always a sure deal. But why is there a keep against? It? He says, No, there's no sure deal. But he says, deal Mr. but like a misle. Very simple. You're, you're, I'm not gonna say chickens for shop for is type organization, yeah? I don't want to say them, but you're a Teduk organization like Tom Cheshav, you're supposed to give poor people. You have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, you say, listen. Let me just invest it. I'll double my money. You wonder why you can't do that, says Reva Kiva? Forget about the fact you might lose the money. What if the next day a poor guy comes up and he says, hey, can I have money? You're like, well, we actually don't have any money right now because we were investing it. Your your tachlis is to supply for more people. You can't have a moment where you don't have money. So you're not allowed to put yourself in a matzah where you can't take care of your constituents. I will stop you. we will pick it up tomorrow. I'm not sure why...